Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Barbacoa Big Red Basketball. I'm John Lugo, and we have another three-man episode here with Will and Trent. What's going on, guys? Just chilling, man, like a big old plate of barbacoa. <laughs> Silky and smooth. <laughs> we need to go back and get more. It's been a while. We, we need to... Trent, what was the last time you had barbacoa? <laughs> Months. Trent lives in Virginia. Are you saying they don't have any in Virginia? Is they that got some at the, If they do, they, they got the, They got some at the hyper-local uh, Chipotle down the street. You, know, you can get you can get that barbacoa there, and a lot of white, a lot what of white it, people. Said, what, what is what is it? What is it called? Chipotle. Chipotle. Yeah. It's just, yeah. What's, <laughs> what, what's that like? <laughs> what is the Chipotle? Yeah. You know, it's all good. <laughs> have you tried that queso they have there? Dude, it's not cheese. I don't know what the hell it is. <laughs> uh, one time Trent and I went on a road trip and we stopped at McDonald's at like 1 in the morning and we were eating cheeseburgers and we were like, this isn't cheese. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we decided. No, it's not. It's, else. it's like uh, some soy con- you know, concoction that they it's, put on cheeseburgers. It's some pulpy mess. Yeah. It tastes good, though. Like a pulpy mess. See, but the difference between the Phoenix Suns, man. (laughs) Segway. Let's get into it. Phoenix Suns are the first mess of the 2017-18 NBA season. This whole week has been, yeah, it's been dominated by the headlines of Phoenix of Eric Bledsoe demanding a trade. Um... (laughs) How did he demand that trade, though, John? Was it in a funny way or was it in a normal way? I, I thought it was hilarious the way he did it. He he just straight up tweeted, I don't want to be here. And, like, I thought that that was that threw me off guard because that is not how trade demands go in the league anymore. You either do it privately or you send a bunch of passive-aggressive tweets or emojis that people have to translate. Okay, so this was, was this before or after that Errol Watson was announced, the coach is It was after fired? that. No. Yeah. No. It was, no. It was. It was before he tweeted out he didn't want to be there, and then like an hour later, Watson got fired. So presumably he like, knew. We could possibly. Yeah, yeah. Presumably he knew. Um. So what was his excuse the next day when the team contacted my, him? That's my favorite part. <laughs> that he was at a hair salon with his girl, <laughs> and he did not want to be there anymore. <laughs> Which I mean makes sense. Yeah. Because I mean, it could be true. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's just like Trevor Ariza when we saw him last <laughs> week at Claire's. He was just was, he was just sitting down at the floor of Claire's and while all of a sudden while... he has a sprained foot. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to be here no more. The floor at the gallery is hard, man. <laughs> um, so Eric Bledsoe doesn't want to be there. I mean, it just got worse and worse after that because yeah. they... did anyone believe his excuse? I did. Do you I think mean, anyone on earth believes me. his excuse? No, I believe it. No. He was at a damn hair salon. I, it's hella boring. Yeah, he was uh, looking at old magazines, and he was like, "You know what, man? Uh, my, you know, the guy that runs my Twitter is not here. I'm gonna just, you know, I'm gonna do this KD style. Yeah, I don't want to be here That's anymore. You, you, you know, you know, those magazines are like from 2008 or something. But I mean, after that, um, I, the following stories that came out: um, Ryan McDonough straight up called out Eric Bledsoe. And his agent Rich Paul. Uh, let me see. Let me pull. Up, let me pull up the quote right Wall here. LeBron's agent. Quote. I think that we need to uh, install a new segment on the BBR podcast. We're gonna install the new stupid motherfucker of the week segment, <laughs> and the first <laughs> inaugural winner is Suns GM Ryan McDonough for his fake tough guy bullshit. Yeah. 
Let's he, hear it. He said in an interview with Arizona Sports Radio 98.7 on Tuesday, I was certainly surprised by it and disappointed by it, he said about the, the, the trade demand. I think Eric's a good person. I think he unfortunately gotten some bad advice and is listening to the wrong people. I think generally anytime you sign a contract, it doesn't only work one way. It works both ways. And for a guy with years on his contract to say or intimate that he didn't want to be here anymore, I didn't find that to be appropriate. And I think if he says he wants to be a leader, that's the opposite of what a leader does and the opposite of what leadership is. So I think that's all I'm going to say about mm. that. Mm. And before, Preach. let's see, <laughs> and before that, before that, apparently in the meeting that happened when they discussed the trade demand privately, the Phoenix front office management said that they basically tried to shift the blame on Bledsoe for how shitty the team is. It says in this Adrian Wojnarowski report, that Bledsoe was told by management, according to sources, that the team had underperformed ever since he was given starting point guard responsibility. <laughs> Which is about the most ho-ass bullshit I've ever It's also heard. not true. It's also completely not true. Oh yeah. my god, man. They won, yeah, what did they win, 48 been... games with him starting at point guard? That, uh, with uh, the... Yeah, him and oh, Dragic, yeah. they won 48 yeah, games. Yeah, that was before they fucked it all out trying to make, trying to create a three-point guard revolution with <laughs> Bledsoe, Dragic, and Isaiah Thomas. How'd that go? Well, <laughs> well, Isaiah Thomas went on to win MVP. Not doing well now, but he was he was an MVP candidate. Didn't win MVP. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I was like, candidate. yes! Like, John, um, what? <laughs> Wait, he did? John said, a moment. <laughs> I want to go to that alternative reality where Isaiah Thomas I don't. won MVP. Golly, man, that would just and make it so insufferable. Harden would be, like, at a strip club every day for, like, a whole month if Isaiah Thomas would have won MVP. I, I don't think that that's a normal <laughs> scenario for James Harden. <laughs> that, that's a good point. All right, that's fair. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so bizarre to me how Phoenix, especially with Ryan McDonough saying that the contract works both ways, like, where do they, how do they have the right to say something like that whenever they just shut him down last year to tank? Yeah, and they lost two of their first three games by 40 points. Yeah, like, it's (laughs) just, how how can you say that it works both ways whenever you're not, Bledsoe's... Bledsoe's half is for him to play and do the best that he can, and you didn't even let him do that last year. Yeah. So, like, what does what, what does that even mean anymore? To be clear, in the games he played last year, he was good. He was mm-hmm. good. The first, the last year was like the first healthy year that he had in. And a they while. decided to not play him for the last twenty games of the season. So Ryan McDonough, Suns GM, our first ever stupid motherfucker of the week. <laughs> um, this it just really irks me. Uh, like later in the week, all this Bob McNair, mm-hmm. Houston Texans stuff happened. Bob McNair, the owner of the Texans, said that we can't let the inmates run the prison. And this Ryan McDonough is like this. It's the same kind of bullshit where he's like, it's dog whistling all over again of someone in ownership or management trying to make it seem like players are these bad people. And oh, you're not a leader because you don't want to be in the worst fucking organization full stop in basketball. Okay, cool. Yeah. You're going to get fired in like five minutes, Ryan McDonough. <laughs> Trent? I just. It would be really funny if Eric Bledsoe actually was at a hair salon and he really likes Phoenix and he just tweeted that and they're like, oh, we don't believe you. And he's like, no, I promise. I was at this hair salon for hours. You don't understand. 
It was awful. <laughs> Nobody fucking likes Phoenix. They, ha- they couldn't have <laughs> they like flights it. out of Phoenix in July because it was like 125 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to be there, dude. No, I know. I'm just saying it would be really funny. I, I think McDonough, you know, obviously I, I, I think he is an idiot for driving down Eric Bledsoe's trade value. Like, if you're going to trade him, just shut yeah. up about it. Don't go public with I mean, it. It's stupid. Don't say he's never going to suit up again for the team. Yeah, it's, it's like the same dumb. thing that happened in New- it, It's the same thing that happened in New York with Phil Jackson just talking all the shit about Carmelo Anthony while also trying to trade him. Yeah. It's just- oh, he's not a leader, and the team has been worse ever since he was starting, but please give me assets for him. Yeah. yeah. Your like- job is to get assets for this guy. Not to try and pretend like you're hard, <laughs> Ryan McDonough. The ultimate pretend you're hard was the Pacers GM with Paul George, because everybody. I mean, uh, the, the rumor is that he did just Kevin didn't want to trade him. Yeah, like he, he. Remember when Kevin Pritchard was like the golden boy of the league when he was on when he was with the Blazers? Yeah, yeah. And then he got unceremoniously fired. Yeah, I hated <laughs> that motherfucker because. Portland drafted Nicholas Batum when the Spurs were definitely going to take him. Oh, man. Portland didn't draft Nicholas Batum. The Rockets did, and they traded him to Portland. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he got his rights. <laughs> Fuckers. Okay, um, speak, speaking of how shitty the Suns are and draft picks, Trent, I got a, I got a, I got a segment here. Oh, no. That... That <laughs> oh shit! Is it, this our first one? <laughs> yeah, if this is a, this is a fun surprise. Will kind of knows about it already. Trent does not. Trent, I'm pitting you and Will against each other in a trivia competition in every podcast that we do, and I'm gonna keep a tally. Yes. And I I have let's see here. I have five questions here. The first one is about Phoenix. Great. Let's see. I'm gonna go back and forth. Let's see. I'm gonna. Let's see, do you have a coin or something? I need to flip it because you guys got to take turns on this first one. Yeah, I flipped. I won. Okay, okay, Will wins. Um, <laughs> I, can't see, I can't see it, so I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a coin trick. Okay. Uh, okay, so the Suns do not have a good draft record. Ooh. <laughs> okay, the first one, whoever wins, the way that it determined, it's determined who wins is who can name more first round picks the Suns have taken since 2011. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Will, you you guys you guys are going to take turns. Will, you start. At all their first rounders since 2011. Do I just say as many as I can or you, I say you, one? You, you alternate one and one. Uh Josh Jackson. Trent. Um Alex Lynn. Yeah. Devin Booker. Yeah. Dragon Bender. Yeah. TJ Warren. Yeah. He was a first round pick. Yeah. yeah, he was 14. He's your boy. He's your boy. <laughs> oh, man, I did not. I, oh, man. <laughs> Still, I got to think here for a second. Is there like a time limit? I, there probably is. Yeah. Um, there's, there's there's five more players to be picked. Five more? Yeah. They've had that many first-round picks? Yeah, yep. they're they're trash, dude. They're straight. There were, yeah, there were a few drafts where they had multiple picks. Um, I don't know. The Chris kid? I don't know his first name. Is that wrong? Marquise Chris, yeah. I know his name. He was he was acquired via trade. Ah! Let's see, Will, can you pick up? Yeah, can you name any more? Dun, dun. We did like the last three years already. <laughs> <laughs> Since 2011, the last six years. Yeah, I know. Um, Phoenix Suns first round draft. Are you looking it up? That's cheating. No, dude. No. I'm not looking it up. No, he's not. No, I don't have anything else. That's all I can... Trent, one more? Uh, let me just let me think for one second. 2011. We hear you typing, bro. I'm not typing. 
<laughs> I'm not typing. I'm not cheating. If you can't think of one, uh, man, win, right? Is the first question won. is the first question going to be a tie? No, he no, won. won. He had three. I think he. I got, I got three. an extra one. Yeah, I got T.J. Warren. Trent didn't have a response. Oh yeah, right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> so he has to tie. Oh yeah, but he can't. That's Trent. it. Trent, your time. Yeah, up. that's fine. <laughs> You have no, you have no other strength. Nah, it's fine. Nah, tell us, spit this game at us. Okay, there were let me see, one, two, three, four, five more, uh, in order from 2011. Markeith Morris. Oh, oh shit! I thought about Kendall Marshall. Kendall Marshall. Wow. Oh, that's right. They drafted him. like ten. They drafted him to be like already. Nash's replacement. Yeah. Nemanja Nedovic. Yeah, that's not happening. That <laughs> Tyler Ennis. Really? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. And Bogdan Bogdanovich. I never, I can't even tell those Bogdanovich is a part, man. That, is that the big one or is that Boban? No, that's, <laughs> that's no, a tall one. He's right? a guard in Sacramento now. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I win. Yeah. Congrats. So give me the points. All right. First point goes to Will. Woo! So is it just. All right. So that's it for this episode. Speaking of front office decisions. No, <laughs> no, no, no. There are, five, there are four more questions I have throughout oh, the great. Yeah, I'm going to um, sweep Will. We have some fake Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> Trade scenario. Oh, I'm so excited! We okay. all came up with one. Okay, all right. I'll 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 just get mine out of the way. Uh, I tried to make mine at least sensible for both sides. Well, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I chose Denver, and I went Emmanuel Mudiay and Kenneth Reed for Eric Bledsoe. Who says no? Um, the Nuggets. Why? No, no, no. The Suns no. say the no. Suns should say no. Why? Because Emmanuel Mudiay has. Less trade value than a pair of underwear you wore after you forgot to wipe your ass. <laughs> I don't know, actually. Uh, I think they say yes. Excessive. I think they do the deal. Because the... Bledsoe's, you think that they do that deal? Bledsoe has no Kenneth value. Is, Who's over... Yeah, but Kenneth Fareed has been on the trade block for three years. Yeah, because he has a bad contract. And no one has wanted him. I mean, he's, I mean just because of the contract, I mean, he, it's not like he's a bad player now. He's just out of the How many years are left on his contract? One? Mm, Two. Good question. Two. And Moutier, is this the last year? Yeah, well, it, well including, uh, including this year and then the following year. Yeah, and then yeah. Moutier? Moutier, I mean, he's still on his rookie deal. So How many years are left? One? I, I guess this this one and next year. Yeah. And then I think they have they can pick up the option for another year. I don't know. I just think Moutier is really, 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 really bad. Uh, I mean, he's averaging 10, 4, and 2. He's not that bad. In 21 minutes, so... Man, that would help Denver. I think... Yeah, Denver... Yeah, I mean, De- Denver with Eric Bledsoe, I think... I think that the uh, the Suns can get something better, even with... I think, even though McDonough, like, totally fucked this up and has killed the value for Bledsoe, I think his value is still higher than Kenneth Farina and Matt Moutier. Okay, alright. So, Trent says yes and Will says no. Trent, what's your... What's your okay, scenario? I'm really excited about this. Um, I think okay. Will's gonna hate this trade, but I think it makes sense. <laughs> like again, with the uh, you know with the value going down because of uh, our idiot GM, the Suns' idiot GM. Um, I have him traded to the Magic. Uh, Alfred okay. Payton, the best team in the East. Yeah, Alfred uh-huh. Payton, Mario Hazonia, and Terrence Ross um, for Eric Bledsoe. Mm. That. It's a lot to give up for. Is it? I can I can see that working. I mean, because Terrence Ross and Alfred Payton are both starters. Does Ross start over Fournier? I think Fournier starts. Yeah, Fournier starts. Fournier starts at the two. Ross starts at the three. Okay, so you move the beloved 
uh, Simmons. I would, I would just put in Jonathan yeah. Simmons at the three. Yeah. I mean, if you're ready to give Jonathan Simmons a starting role in the NBA when no one was willing to really pay him, I he's been playing really well. He has been playing really well. I understand that. Yeah. Um, he definitely had his so revenge you, game yesterday. You're giving up on his Zonia? No, I just, and I just think, he's, I just think to get, uh, I think Bledsoe's better than them, and I think that yeah. maybe it would help Aaron Gordon and Simmons if they had like a point guard that can shoot further than five feet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. And he d- How he doesn't dare have- you come at Alfred Payton like that? <laughs> and whose hair probably has reduced his free throw percentage by like eight points. <laughs> you know who doesn't hate being at the hair salon? Alfred <laughs> <laughs> The hair salon hates when he's there. <laughs> um, I think that that deal could possibly be done. I don't think that the Magic would do it because it's three guys. I mean, I... Who could play. I don't think Hazonia plays. Yeah, but Peyton, so Bledsoe would just replace Peyton, and then Hazonia doesn't play. So it's just, uh, it's like you're losing one rotation guy. Yeah, I just think that they have a good thing going right now. No one thinks it's going to last. Yeah. We'll get to that maybe. I don't know. The Magic are 4-1, and they beat the Cavs, and um, I don't remember who else they Spurs. beat. But they've beaten some other good teams. They, oh, they, beat the, they beat the living <laughs> shit out of Spurs. Spurs. We'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I say yes. So. so my reticence is Eric Gordon has a long history of being injured. If he gets injured, then you're down two extra Eric bodies Bledsoe. and that guy. Yeah. You said Gordon. Like, yeah, yeah, Eric, Eric Bledsoe, Bledsoe. I just think that that's a risk. It's a risky move for Orlando. It's, I, it's for sure a win now, win right now move. Yeah, and I mean, that just depends on if they view themselves that way. If they want to make the playoffs, <laughs> then I think they should make this well, trade. I think if they make that trade, that they probably do make the In the playoffs. East, yeah. yeah. Well, my thing is, like, you're yeah. the guy, the young guy, the blue chip prospect is Gordon, so why not make his life easier? Like, Peyton, he, we've seen him play. Like, I don't know how much better he's going to be in the future than he yeah. is now. And Ross, you know, he's been traded, you know, a few times, so... I guess the Hazonia yeah, thing no, I mean, is kind of like I, the... I um, think I'd go through with yeah. that deal if I was either team. Okay. That's okay. a decent haul for the Suns, I guess. They're getting three things. Yeah, you get Hazonia. You can see out. if Hazonia's any good. Peyton can step in and you know play with these with these other young players. And, and, you, and then that might help them tank, which I think they're trying to do anyway. So. <laughs> it might help yeah. them tank. Yeah. What a what a ringing endorsement for Alfred Payton. <laughs> <laughs> he might help your team. No, I'm just I mean, saying because they're young. Could be, be a good young. pairing with Devin Booker. Because yeah, because he he's plays not gonna defense. Take, yeah, he's gonna play defense, so he's not gonna take Booker's shots. So it doesn't really. Yeah, I mean that's a, it. Seems like a good move all around. I have a better one for you. Oh, okay, let's hear confident. it. Um, so my trade partner for the Phoenix Suns is the Utah Jazz. Ooh, okay. I like this. And that trade, it's a one-for-one one swap. Can anyone guess who the one from the Jazz it's is? It's Rubes. Rookie Rubio? No, it's not Rookie Rubio. Joe Ingles? No. I don't think he, ma- <laughs> no. he doesn't make enough money. Well, then tell me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Favors? I... Uh, yes, my, my proposed trade is Derek Favors straight up for Eric Bledsoe. Uh, Favors is on an expiring contract. He makes $12 million a year. He's never quite fit in with Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. He's oft injured, like Eric Bledsoe. He hasn't quite lived up to his potential. Um, this would be the perfect opportunity to get something actually good for him in return without having to pay the guy a fuckload of money. And then the Suns can decide, do we want cap space or do we want 
Derek Favors, who immediately, if they want, helps their team. Yeah, he would immediately be their best power forward. So yeah, so I think that that's a good trade for both teams. It's a good trade. Who do they start? Who does Utah start at power forward? Who does Utah start at power? Forward? When they just yeah, if they get rid of they favorites. would play small, right? Like that would that'd be the idea. Yeah, they just play Ingles at power forward. Yeah, or Joe Johnson. You would slide. So, they, they're already Ingles starting down. Joe Johnson at power. Forward. Are they really? And their favorites doesn't. No, start. they went back to favorites. Oh, jeez. Well, I, so, at, who, the, who, at the beginning who, of the season, when the plan was to start Joe Johnson at power forward. So what's their big man depth after Gobert if they lose favors? I have no idea. Uh, but Derek Witty? Favors has missed like forty-five games a year. Is Witty? Is Whitey still play there? What's his did name? You say Jeff Whitney. Yeah, Whitney, right? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'd... Uh, Joe Ingles and Joe Johnson would have to play a lot of four. Which... Yeah, I don't think that they can do that full time. I think that's a good strategy to use in the play- yeah. After Rudy Gobert and Derek Favors, they have Ekpe Udo, Jonas Jerebko, and their rookie Tony. I Bradley. like Jerebko. Ah, that's fine. Yeah, Jerebko's fine. I like Jerebko as a backup. Uh, They'd have to like do the platoon thing at power forward, but I don't see a scenario where we think that they're worse with Bledsoe. So, do you play Bledsoe at the two with Rubio at the one? Yeah. Okay. And you keep one of them on the court at all times. Uh, I think yeah, Bledsoe maybe. would be the guy who plays with the bench, like the Kyle Lowry Toronto thing, and he would just eat. He would he would, he would be like young jock fat at the <laughs> young jock <laughs> fat. on bench minutes <laughs> meeting kids at the mall at the Utah mall and Salt they Lake finally City. <laughs> get rid of Derek Favors who they've been trying to get rid of for like three years but no one can figure out if he has any value so why not trade him for a guy who doesn't have any value I don't know if the Suns would do it because a it would make them better <laughs> b <laughs> he's an expiring contract that you're probably gonna have to pay. And, I mean, see why the fuck would he resign in Phoenix. But if you want to tank and you want to get worse, getting rid of a good player on your team for a guy who's expiring is a good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But they I have... Mean, I would love to see that. They team. have cap space, I'm, though. Phoenix? Yeah, yeah they, they have I cap mean, space. Yeah, that's that's another thing, too. I mean, it's it's nice to have cap space, but no one's going to want to sign in Phoenix, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, fair point. <laughs> so, I, I'll hesitantly say yes to that trade. Well, there we go. We got some some trades. None of those are probably going to happen. It's probably going to be some dumbass shit. Probably, he's yeah. going to. I mean, he's suppose, probably going to go to Cleveland. Supposedly, the leader of the negotiations have been Milwaukee. Ooh. Yeah, but they're going to give up like Jabari Parker or something, which is just completely asinine. I mean, what, no, not Jabari. I mean, I think he was in the trade offers that I saw. I heard that it was going to be. Well, they don't want to get rid of Brogdon, but the thing that makes most sense would be Brogdon and attaching bad salary like John Henson for Eric Bledsoe. I was thinking they could they could make it work with Jabari and John Henson. They want to get off that John Henson money because they fucking hate him and he's never going to play. What about... Like, he has no relationship with Jason Kidd whatsoever. Would you consider... He's very... Uh, would you consider trading Middleton for Bledsoe? Or is Middleton too good? Uh, no, no, uh-uh. no, uh-uh. Nah, man. You want to actually Middleton. see what you have in Middleton and he doesn't make that much. He makes... He probably makes about as much as Bledsoe, doesn't he? He makes more than Bledsoe. (laughs) Let me see. Let me... Chris Middleton contract. Google says that he is making... In the summer of 2015, he signed a five-year $70 million deal. That's not that much. It's like $16 million. Okay, so they make roughly... Oh, no, it's it's $14 million. Isn't Bledsoe like on 12 or something? 14.5? Oh, so, so it's about it's equal. It's like equal. equal money. Okay. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't trade him. I wouldn't trade Middleton. Yeah, me neither. I, like I wouldn't Middleton. dump Middleton. Like, he hasn't really been able to, like, show how good he is. 
Yeah. And he's still got several years left on that deal, which is a bargain if he is. Yeah, good. yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying because Ryan could... Anderson makes twenty million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You could slide Brogdon to the two because he's like six five, and. But he's slow, isn't he? I mean, he plays. He just has a slow sound. He plays point name. guard now, <laughs> so it would help him if he's slow. Um, I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah, if they don't yeah. want to trade Brogdon, I mean, like you could you could move Middleton because they they were successful without him, um, before. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, hopefully he gets traded soon. It sounds like this is a situation that everyone wants resolved ASAP. So. But uh, any other thoughts on it? Or should we move on to Philly? I think Eric Bledsoe can help a team because he's really good at basketball. So I hope that wherever he goes, it's like a scenario where he actually gets to show that he's good. Is there a place, is there like a dream scenario? Like that you see him, like maybe in, is it Cleveland or something like that where he can join a contender? Uh, no. No, I Contender don't. status, I don't know. I don't... Like, the Cleveland thing is just so fucked up right now. Like, I wouldn't want to go there if I was anyone. Yeah, and that's, like, going to be, what, like, their <laughs> fourth point guard? Yeah, I just... Oh. I would say... You just cut Derrick Rose, I think. He'd say, bye, Derrick. Oh, <laughs> not Derrick Rose. <laughs> cut you. such a good guy. You gotta cut you, Derrick. <laughs> Got Eric Bledsoe coming in. And uh, Isaiah Thomas, Sorry, he's over there Derek. rehabbing. Gotta cut you, Derrick. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. What about... All right, uh, let's move it along. Oh, okay. What's up, Trent? I was say, any chance New Orleans gets involved? I mean, do they have any... Can they make that work? Oh, like, shit. if the if the, if the the value is maybe even lower than we expect, is there any way they could, like, flip... <laughs> it would have to I mean, be really, flip, really low. For flip one of those bad... They would have to attach... Yeah, a draft pick or something? They need to send them draft picks. Like, multiple draft picks. Yeah, they have no... They have to give up at least a first round. They have, like, no assets outside of Boogie and, and Anthony Davis. Yeah. Yeah, because Drew Holiday's not an asset at $30 million per season. <laughs> no, he's awful. He's asset. been terrible this season. And I've watched yeah, more Pelicans basketball than I expected to because I'm fascinated <laughs> by the, the Biggie Davis thing. But Or Boogie Davis thing. Biggie. <laughs> Biggie's back. Biggie came back to life and is playing basketball on the Pelicans. Yeah, I know he's on my fantasy team. I've legitimately received seven trade offers for Boogie Cousins this week. Varying degrees of seriousness. I've I've received trades for Kawhi, even though he hasn't played yet, which is killing me. But whatever. No, we'll, we'll get there. Let's go. Let's go to the Sixers. Speaking of people who shouldn't be playing, Markel. Joel Anthony Feltz. I made up his middle names for some reason. I regret that. Joel choice. Anthony is an actual person, Will. I know who Joel Anthony is, dude. He used to play for the Heat. Yeah, he's like the. He won some championships. Yeah, I think he did win a yeah, title. He did. Congrats! Shout out to Joel Anthony, friend, uh, friend of the pod. <laughs> well, we'll have you on sometime, Joel. Yeah, Joel Anthony. Look for Joel Anthony on next Saturday's episode. <laughs> Hashtag. Pending approval. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Markel Fultz. I don't even know where to begin with this. Okay, I'll just I'll try to piece it together as chronologically as I was able to find on the internet. John has to do some sleuthing to, be, to get to the bottom of the story. Okay, so Markel Fultz. Um, he came into the season with a very awkward-looking jump shot and an one of the most ugliest free throw shots I've ever seen. 
and everyone was wondering why he's shooting differently because he was a perfectly fine shooter <laughs> in college and um a, and the news got out that he hurt his shoulder and he was switching his shooting form to avoid the pain in his shoulder and um no one seems to know where this all began like i i I purpose I tried to research how this shoulder injury happened and and there's no story on that. No one knows where it began, but at some point over the summer, Markel Fultz I think just decided on his own because he still has <laughs> he, he still has the same I just read in the Washington Post I, I um that he still works with the same uh shooting coach that he's worked with since high school and Can I jump in real quick, John? Uh-huh. Are the 76ers playing in the NBA championship this week? Why no? Why? Okay, then why would a rookie number one overall pick play through shoulder pain in general? Can we start at the dumbest possible point, which is it's your first year in the NBA. You were the number one overall draft pick. Why are you trying to change your shooting mm-hmm. motion to I mean, compensate for shoulder pain? Well, I mean, the thing about that is like. I don't understand why he's trying to change his shot and why he's so adamant on playing because apparently him and his shooting coach and the Sixers all met together and it was decided that Fultz was still going to play because the type of injury that he had would not get worse by playing. It's still hurting him, but it wouldn't be worse by playing. And so to compensate for that, he just changed his shooting form and now he's an all Maybe, shooter. perhaps. Yeah. There's the conspiracy I... theory that his shoulder hurts because he changed his shooting motion. Which is my yeah, favorite. Yeah, that was implied by Calangelo. Yeah. Did Calangelo yeah. say that? <laughs> I, think that that's, I think that that's bullshit. It probably is. He changed his shooting motion, and then he hurt his shoulder from doing that. What that kind sounds of motion as... hurts your shoulder? <laughs> yeah. That sounds as bullshit as the injury won't get worse. No, yes it will! <laughs> yeah, They've then... proven over, again, over and over again that that's not a real thing, man. Playing basketball is physically taxing. Well, no, yeah, it's like, if it won't get worse... That's great, but it's still going to hurt all season then. You have to rest it for yeah. it to get better with that kind Especially of Especially if you're a small rookie point guard getting banged around by big-ass dudes like LeBron all of a sudden. Yeah, so, <sighs> so I think they all realized how fucking dumb it was to try to do that. And so now he's sitting, yeah. and he got an injection to help with the pain. And this is this is just... Like why? I don't understand why this is a thing. <laughs> like, why? No, it's it's funny that some teams, and it's across every sport, some teams are really good at handling injuries, and some teams, it's like they almost want the players to get more injured. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing to your players? Why are they constantly getting injured and staying injured? And other teams, like the Spurs, for example have guys who are supposed to be out for three months and they come back after a month perfectly healthy. Like, what yeah. the fuck? What is the difference between these organizations? Do they have, like, a fucking Donald Trump doctor working? <laughs> biz- is it some guy? The bizarre thing. They got off the street with fake credentials? The bizarre thing is, in the past, the Sixers have been super, super patient, uh, almost, like, in a ridiculous way. Like, they still are giving Embiid minutes restriction right now, and he looks he's he's completely healthy, so... Yeah, That's they basically bizarre. treated Joel Embiid like they basically wrapped Joel Embiid in bubble wrap. Like, nah, just tried to... <laughs> twenty minutes, but Joel. Did, twenty they, minutes. They, uh, there's there's smoke that they uh, that they tried to rush Ben Simmons back in like February of last year, and he re-injured himself in rehab. Oh, I didn't know so that. This would be the second time in a year 
that they've done something like I this. thought Ben was healthy at the end of last season, but they decided to just not bring him in because they wanted to tank. This, what John and I saw is that he had an injury setback at the end of his rehab. He had he had a setback like in January or February, and then by the end of the season he was okay. healthy. But by that point, the Sixers were just like, "Fuck it, let's just sit him and yeah. tank." So, I mean, they, they I mean, if they if they even do that this year, then that's a good thing. Like if yeah. if you sit Markel Fultz and you guys are bad again, just draft one of the players who apparently are going to be incredibly good based on the, <sighs> on the draft analysts. Just trade Markel Fultz on draft night. Yeah, just just, <laughs> just tank again and draft Luka Doncic, and then you guys are the next Warriors, yeah, basically. basically. Oh, yeah. So, John is all in on Luka Doncic. I mean, him and, him and them, a bunch of other people. Are you, So, at what point do the Sixers say, we should have took Lonzo? Like, are we there yet? Uh, I think that that conversation has already been had several times, but I think the real thing that they should have taken is they should have taken Jason Tatum. I'd rather have – I think Lonzo fits that team better, but that's just my own. I don't know. Ben Simmons can't shoot, and neither can Lonzo, and I don't want two guys who can shoot. I think Lonzo can shoot. He just is a rookie. Lonzo can shoot. (laughs) He just needs space because of his ugly ass I could block Lonzo's shot. Let's be real. He shoots like from his hip, literally. I just <laughs> it goes in. Well, like, yeah, but if you give him time and space, and he's not going to. I'm get just that. super. Ask Patrick Beverly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super disappointed that they didn't take him, just because the fun of seeing Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Ball on the that, court together would have been, been so fun. I don't think that it would work. I think it would have been like a Steve Francis, um, Eli Manning situation where the guy like refused to play. I don't think he would. He worked out for the Sixers, Sixers. though. I don't think he would have played for them, though. You, I mean, you, you're familiar with LeVar Ball, and that's all. We're going to talk about LeVar Ball, but you're familiar with Love him. His son would not be playing for the Philadelphia Undefeated, Sixers. never lost. Love LeVar Ball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that conversation should be happening. I mean, it's just there's no indication that this is a career-ruining well, injury. Yeah. Like, it's very, it's very possible that Markel Fultz sits out, like, a month. And then he's healthy again, and he's back to his old form, and he looks like a number. one And I thought, again. I thought um, going in, he was the clear, the clear guy to be number one. I thought he was obvious. Yeah, me too. But guys, do you think that Danny Ainge has like a corkboard in front of his bathroom <laughs> toilet of all the articles saying that he's a bad GM for taking Jason Tatum, and that he just furiously masturbates to it all the time now because people love Jason Tatum, who's averaging like fourteen, six, four, and two or something. He's a good I mean, player. He's good. I like He'll probably him. hit the rookie wall at some know. point. I, the Celtics certainly hope not. Otherwise, they're not going to make the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs. <laughs> but, yeah. I think he's yeah. good. But, uh, you know who else is good? The other rookie on the Sixers, <laughs> Ben Simmons. Hold me now. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, that I guy's love a monster. I love Ben he Simmons. He can't shoot oh my God. at all. He's, it, no, doesn't he, he it doesn't matter. It doesn't Hold on. Matter. I got a whole thing. It has never mattered I less. Got, I got a whole in. thing. You know who else can't shoot? The future MVP, Giannis and Ted Akumbo. That's true. Oh, God. Well, Trent, I watched, I watched highlights <laughs> from one game of the Sixers the other day. I just watched like a two-minute Ben Simmons reel, and they could have been season-long highlights for a rookie, and it was one fucking no, game. No, I think he's great. It was the triple-double game. He, he plays a lot like Rondo did before Rondo like lost all his athleticism. I like that. I like that. But he's like one. me and me. Me and Will spent like a good ten minutes trying to find a good player comp for him, and we couldn't come yeah, up with a, anything. But Rondo he, sounds like the best. He's one six so ten. Rondo. I've got one for you, but it's a little controversial. Um, just wait. Don't don't shit all over me at the beginning. I think that watching Ben Simmons play point guard 
point forward, <laughs> which is essentially what he yeah. does. Yeah. Um, is a lot like watching Steph Curry without the shooting. Hmm. Go Trin on. Has, <laughs> Trin, Trin hasn't freaked Explain. out. Explain. <laughs> um. So what uh what John and I were talking about is Ben Simmons like Steph Curry kind of subverts the normal routine of basketball. Like he does a bunch of things that are unexpected, and that's why I think Rondo is a good comparison because Rondo was always doing things, and guys were confused by like what the fuck is he doing? Like he passes the ball at weird angles. He does scoop passes. You never know exactly where he's going on the court. He does dribble moves in open court that like. Why? Why are you randomly going behind the back on a fast break? Yeah. <laughs> but it works, and he's just he's playing like two or three steps ahead of everyone else in the game at the time. And just for statistical reference, he's averaging sixteen, ten, and seven. It's oh. very good for a rookie. Yeah. He's a. I mean, he, yeah. He's, he's a. I mean, he can't shoot, and also apparently he's an awful free throw shooter, shooting fifty-seven yeah. percent. But he's got all these little scoops and hooks and layups and. He, like, had a thunderous dunk the other day. He knows how to maximize space. Yeah, absolutely. Another, another comp could be, um, and this will be slightly, you guys are probably be mad, but he, I remember how good Lamar Odom was. He kind of reminds me of Lamar Odom. Did Lamar Odom die? No. no he's not, not dead. dead. <laughs> he almost died, right? He was in yeah, a coma. Yeah, he was in a coma <laughs> after. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that comp, but Lamar Odom could shoot from A little bit. Water. A little bit. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, that's another good one, Lamar Odom. That's pretty accurate. Because Lam- and like all these, all three guys that we've mentioned are like they're game breaking kind of guys, oh. though. And that's what Ben Simmons is. He like he breaks it down at a completely different. Yeah, level. people forget how good Lamar Odom was on those Lakers teams. I mean, he yeah, was great. Absolutely. Yeah, he was amazing. I don't know. I I could not be more excited. He is going to very easily win Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Unless Lonzo yeah. goes on like a triple yeah. double streak, which is possible, it, it doesn't but. matter what Lonzo does. <laughs> oh, I think Lonzo. Oh, we could talk about that later. <laughs> Lonzo can't score enough points to win Rookie of the Year. They're not going to give someone Rookie of the Year for averaging eight points a game. They might. Yeah. They're, they won't. They probably, <laughs> it's never happened. They probably before. won't. They're not going to do it. I think he'll. I think he'll score yeah. more points as the season goes on, though. But we'll see. I agree with you. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let me see. And just for we don't have to talk that much about it, but I just saw I was when I was looking up Ben Simmons on Basketball Reference, I saw some news that apparently came out yesterday that I didn't see, that apparently the Sixers are working with Jaleel Okafor to trade him somewhere. Yeah, I saw that. We actually made fun of Jaleel. Well, you made fun of Jaleel Okafor <laughs> by suggesting that he has absolutely no trade value and that he's terrible and no one wants him. I mean, I didn't I didn't say that he has zero trade value, but I mean he he it's pretty low. He. Is like, oh fuck. He's the guy that you take a flyer on just to see if he's actually an NBA player yeah. anymore. Who is the guy who played for the Hornets for a long? Al time? Jefferson, center who can't jump. Al Jefferson. He's like Al Jefferson, like the poor man's yeah. Al Jefferson, Jefferson right is really now. Good. He gives yeah. you absolutely no value defensively. He's not a particularly good rebounder, but he can score in the post. That's his only skill. I think if he's traded to the right team, he can learn how to play better defense and salvage his career. But that's still those are still big ifs. I mean, yeah. um, is there is there any like Zebo potential? Like maybe it takes some longer they're, to figure they're, it oh, out. They're, they're always, yeah. it's 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 way too early to give up on the guy because it's not like he's Mike. Uh, no, not Michael Bennett. Oh, Anthony, Anthony Bennett. Bennett. It's Anthony not like Bennett. he's <laughs> Michael Bennett's an NFL player. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like he's Anthony Bennett and he has no skills. Jaleel Okafor, to be perfectly clear, is a good offensive player. He needs the ball. And that's why the perfect spot for him, I just fucking doubled down on my trade scenario from earlier. 
is you trade Eric Gordon for Derek Favors, and then you trade a second-round draft pick and some junk for Jaleel Okafor, and he plays power forward Again. for you. He's completely covered defensively. Eric Bledsoe, he's not a, Gordon. He said Eric Gordon God. again. <laughs> yeah, once he said that, I lost no. everything else. Okay, let me repeat. Not <laughs> trading Eric Gordon. So Eric Bledsoe to the Jazz uh-huh. for Derek Favors, uh-huh. and then you pick up Jaleel Okafor for like a second-round draft pick and some junk, and you can play him on that team because Rudy Gobert is the best defensive center There's in no the space, though. Wait, no. Okafor to the Jazz? Yeah. I mean, there's more space than there was when Derek Favors was in the lineup. No, because Favors can hit. I, I Favors can hit so twenty either. footers. Yeah, Favors yeah. has a decent yeah. mid. And and with Rubio know. out there, it's going to be real. Cramped. It's a team that needs some scoring, and it's a guy who needs help defensively. I think that it might not be a match with Rubio in the lineup, but I think it's, it could work. Yeah, that's three guys who cannot shoot. At I don't all. understand why um, Okafor is so. I don't want to say ostracized, but it's bizarre to me because like Cantor makes twenty million. And it's the same player. I mean, he's no. I mean, Cantor's Cantor, better. Cantor could average. Like, Cantor is much better of a rebounder, especially yeah, offensive. But rebounding. he's and you awful need on defense. the rebounding is way more important than Derek Favor. Oh, God damn it, Jaleel Okafor can get you twenty points, but he needs eighteen shots. Cantor doesn't need to shoot because he's going to put back three offensive That's rebounds fair. per yeah. game. The rebounding is something. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. So that's Cantor's elite skill, is he's a very Offensive good rebounder. rebounder. Yeah. He's an okay defensive rebounder. Okay. Speaking of people with elite skills. It's going to hurt me. Gonna the Rockets are without, their, without someone with <coughs> a lot of major skills right now. Boo! <laughs> 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 he started off trolling. <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong. Himself. Chris Paul. <laughs> I keep forgetting that Chris Paul is on yeah, the Rockets. He's, on the, he he's like an games. assistant coach. And the Rockets are like totally fine without him. Yeah. Trent, do you have pulled up the thing that you sent us yesterday? I can't remember what Chris Paul said. Well, he said he just basically doesn't know when he's coming back. I can pull it up real quick. Um, Let me see. I there was think a tweet from Jonathan um, Bagan. Oh, yeah. 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 John has it. Okay. Uh... Yeah, Jonathan Fagan from... Shout Apple, out. Right? Shout yeah, out to Jonathan Fagan, right. one of the best NBA reporters. Yeah, He's going to be on the pod next time. He's really good. He's a really good reporter. <laughs> and then uh, it says he says he chatted briefly with Chris Paul as being held out until 100% is trying his patience. He has no timetable. Quote, I have no clue. Just dealing with it. Yeah, so it doesn't sound nope. good. It sounds like there's some disagreement between Chris Paul and the team about when he should come back. Um, personally, I agree with the Rockets because, you know, they're paying this guy $30 million and you don't want him to get injured over and over again. So why the fuck would you bring him back prematurely when your team is 4-1 and one and should be 5-0? and oh? Soon going to be paying him $45 million or whatever. Stop! <laughs> Stop saying that. I don't see it happening. It's slanderous. It's garbage. It. Um, I think that, obviously, the team should hold him out until he's 100%. The Rockets look absolutely fine without him. Have you guys looked up their schedule for the short-term future to see you did. If, if if it's a... Wait, I looked Yeah, up you did it in a, in a previous episode. Uh, preview pod. 
The schedule's oh, yeah, not right, 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 right. But, I mean, you listed them playing the Grizzlies three times is a good thing. Well, the one loss that they had and then they choking, up. <laughs> choking to the <laughs> Grizzlies, terrible. who then bounced back the next night and lost to the fucking Mavericks. Yeah, that's, that's so, the Grizzlies, man. They did that all last season. They beat good teams and lost to bad like teams. Like I told, like, I, I don't know if I actually just said this in a conversation with Trent or if I said it on the podcast, the Rockets cannot play against the Grizzlies. They're like the bogey team so. of the Rockets. <laughs> they always, always play us tough. Yeah, they do. And it, like... It's so annoying because <laughs> they're not good. <laughs> if they play in the playoffs, is it going to be a 2007 Warriors over Mavs no. thing? <laughs> if they play in the playoffs, I would bet money that the Grizzlies. No way. <laughs> no. Nah. no, but it would be it would be like the last year's Thunder series was, where it's like super tight, but they still won in five games. Yeah, it, or like the Spurs Grizzlies like it's series, five where it was just really annoying. Yeah, yeah annoying team yeah. to play. But I think that Houston has way more talent that would. You know, which is what the sure. Grizzlies are. They're like, they're like the if 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 the playoffs was the series of best of ones, then the Grizzlies would be the champions. <laughs> right? Yeah, they would just make because the they they played ugly. in the past five years. They played the Warriors tough. They played the Spurs tough. They played the Rockets tough. They played the Clippers tough. The problem is that these other teams have other gears and adjustments and layers to their game. The Grizzlies have one thing, and they can beat you once with it. But mm-hmm. can they beat you four times out of seven? Well, fuck no, they can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> their whole trick is Marcus All and Mike Conley. Could, if either of those guys has a bad game, you, you could lose. argue that last season's Rockets yeah. team was a lot like that. But yeah, yeah, last season's Rockets team was a lot. Like and we don't know because if you have you if you shoot well, go ahead. As the opposing team against the Rockets, then their shooting advantage is negated. Yeah. And we don't know what this season's Rockets team will look like until Chris Paul is healthy. Which yeah. apparently we have no timetable I mean, for, so woohoo! I think that the Rockets should trade him. No, they they're not gonna trade him. I'm, I've gotten to that point already. For who? <laughs> if he's having a disagreement with the team, and someone's gonna have to pay him all this money, and the Rockets look fine without him, all that the Rockets look like is they could use a little bit of depth. I think like we could get a backup point guard and another wing for Chris Paul. Oh man, well we screwed up our chance to get a backup point guard by signing Isaiah Cannon, but whatever. <laughs> Isaiah Cannon. I told you guys. He could be lumped into any deal. That's a a rough one for me. He's small enough to fit in the other player's suitcase. I don't understand why they signed him. They signed him. They played him one quarter against the Sixers. And then they went back to the Dennis Johnson kid. And then last night they played Bobby Brown, who I'm happy they finally played because Bobby Brown's not good, but at least he's, like, super confident. Why'd they stop playing Jackson, though? Jackson Is it Jackson? Dennis Jackson? Yeah, it's Demetrius Jackson. Demetrius Jackson. Demetrius Jackson. I don't even know this guy's name. Damn. <laughs> did you call him Dennis Jackson? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. One, one of the best uh, guards that uh, played in the 80s. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, but, yeah, Cannon, he, he's short. He can't play defense. He's you not that great of a shooter. They signed Isaiah Cannon. That was a dumb move. But at least they didn't sign Josh Smith like the Falcons did. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that was such a – don't even – get me started on that that was such a fucking awful I, yeah deal. that's bad it doesn't make any sense Dell Dimps switched from crystal meth I mean from cocaine to crystal meth and he signed Josh Smith that guy's job has been like on the hot seat for like three straight yeah. years and he knows that anytime he gets a call from ownership it's probably you're fired but yeah he's to go good. back to the Rockets <laughs> I, I wish they would have grabbed Darren Williams or Barbosa I think that those guys made more sense yeah. they could help right away as a backup point guard. Uh, do you think that Eric Gordon's trade value is too high to trade him now? <laughs> oh, yeah, we should probably talk about Eric the Gordon. trade value. 
Uh, okay, so John, you're just completely trolling with this, right? There's no rumors the Rockets are trading Eric Gordon, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's just that's just my crazy theory that the the reason why they have no problem holding out Chris Paul is so that they can build up Eric Gordon's trade value when he comes back. Right now, Eric Gordon's trade value is at the maximum point that it will ever be. The guy's averaging like 22, 23 points yeah, a game. Yeah, he's, he's been he awesome. Is, he's taking like 15 threes a game, which is <laughs> awesome. scary. Actually, last night he took 16 threes against the Hornets. Anderson took 15. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, he's getting to the rim. He's beating guys off the dribble. Like, if you were going to trade him, this would be the week to trade yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you can't. Yeah. I don't think they're, you they're can't gonna. trade him because he's a bargain right now. Yeah, you now. can't trade him unless it's like Boogie Cousins or something like that. Like, there's no. Oh my god! The Rockets traded for Boogie. Cousins. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> woof! I, I can't imagine okay. that working though. I feel like him and Harden would just hate each other. But whatever. Okay, I got I got a real quick trade scenario. Oh, yeah. Why would you do this to us? <laughs> that I just slapped together real quick. Don't quit <laughs> looking at my computer when I'm gonna say something. <laughs> okay. Chris Paul to the Bucks oh. for Malcolm Brogdon, <laughs> Tony Snell, and John Henson. What? <laughs> please leave my. Please. We are no longer friends or roommates. John, please vacate. I got you depth, on, bro. John. You said you wanted depth. I got you some The depth was there. I don't understand no. the depth thing at all. They have nine guys. I don't like literally any part of that. You play nine guys. When everyone's healthy, they have or nine guys. Got, That's enough. You got rookie of the year, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. In the worst rookie class ever. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. They got, uh, let me see, who, who did I say? Tony Snell, who's proven to be a good starting shooting guard. And then John Henson, <laughs> who you could just stretch or whatever. I don't care. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's going to be a no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Whatever. Okay. Anything else to say about the Rockets? Um, They had a... Uh, a real signature victory against the 76ers. A game that they looked for sure like they were going to lose. They were down seven with a minute and a half left. Eric Gordon hit a three to win it. Uh, Joel Embiid was like four inches away from slapping that right back into Eric Gordon's big-ass nose. Um, yeah, they've, ha- they've had two of those games already this season where they didn't play well and they won anyway. And I think that's... And they've had one where they did play well for long stretches and lost. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think they're fine. I think they're I think they're a good team. I do hope they keep playing Bobby Brown. I know that sounds ridiculous, but because he's not good, but he's That's confident, and the other guards just aren't. Like you, Cannon comes in, and he looks terrible. The the other guy comes in, looks awful. Jackson, yeah. why can't you? Demetrius Jackson. Uh huh. <laughs> this is supposed to be y'all's team. How are you forgetting names? Man, he, he's like, I, why hasn't Troy Williams played at all? I think all he's yet? playing for the Vipers right now. He's oh, in training okay. camp with Vipers, but I think if Ariza I, keeps missing time, then I imagine they'll they'll bring him back up. Am I right or wrong that that Eric Gordon game-winning shot upped his value by like a second-round pick? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I was making jokes. I think it's difficult to discern what his trade value really would be. I think it's high. It's, yeah, it's super high. I think he could. It de- He's it would underpaid I mean, now. He yeah. only makes seventeen million a season. Okay. Uh, anything else, or should we move on? Hold on, real quick. Will, do you still want DeAndre Jordan, or are you all in on Capella? I mean, Capella had like four points last yeah, night. Yeah, so it's a bad he got time in foul to ask trouble. Me. He got in foul trouble. He got in foul trouble and got clowned by Dwight Howard, who looks night. really so, good, by the way. He looks. Slim. He looks really good at the start of last season too. He's old yeah. and is going to I break. Down. I, I know, but it looks like he lost a little weight. He's a little slimmer. 
don't know. I'm. Yeah, he's gonna rediscover the fruit snacks just like old Will. Start farting. Okay. All right. Start farting in the locker room. Okay. Okay. Before we move we on. Going to the next trivia question. Is that what's up? I was about to say yeah. Before we move on to the Clippers segment, I got another question Yay. for y'all. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Okay. Blake Griffin. Oh, he's yeah. averaging uh, 25 points a game and shooting 40% from three. Who are the other three non-guards this season doing the same thing? 25 points a game, 40% from three, taking multiple three-point attempts a game. 25 points. And let's, let's, uh, let me see. That's it. You, you, got, you guys just named them. This isn't going to work if y'all take turns. It's just whoever can name them first. Okay, Kevin Durant. Durant. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. Tr- yeah, Will won. Um, uh, LeBron? Trent won. Yeah. It's not Aaron Gordon, right? No. He's not averaging enough points. Yeah, he's averaging like 23. I think. It, it can't uh, be LaMarcus Aldridge. Okay. No. No, no, no. He's not averaging 40%. He's, he, he's shooting 34%. Still pretty good. It's not Embiid either. Oh, it's Carl Anthony Towns. No. Fuck! Is it really not? It's not. <laughs> it's Boogie! No. Wow, no. Boogie's not? He's not shooting 40%? No, he's probably shooting like 36 or something. Yeah, yeah. He does shoot a lot. He shoots like 8 I a game. I didn't 40%. He shoots way yeah, too much. he shoots like 8 a game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 25 points, 40% oh, 25 from three. 25 points, non-guards. non-guards. Yeah. This is tough. It's not, no, Giannis has only taken like nine attempts. Um, 25 points a game. Jeez, I'm stumping you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. <laughs> is it Hoodie Mello? No, he's not scoring 25. Is it Hoodie Mello? No. No, he's not scoring 25. No. It's not. And he's definitely not shooting 40%. Oh, is it Chris Tapps? <laughs> you fucking wish. No, not Chris Damn. Oh, dude. Who the fuck is it? I'm running out of players. What's going on? There's not a lot of guys averaging 25 points per game. There probably are. It's early. It's Blake Griffin. (laughs) You already said Blake Griffin. Yeah, Blake Griffin's one of them. (laughs) The other three. (laughs) Blake, LeBron, Durant, one more, guys. 25 points per game. It's not Anthony Davis, right? No. Okay. Um, 25 points. I'm going to guess one more time, I think. Is it one more? No, it's not him. He's not scoring enough. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. You guys got 15 more seconds before I just name it. Okay. Is it Marcus All? I. Yep. Fuck yeah. He's averaging 25 points per game. Yep, he's averaging 25. That'll flat. that'll go down. Oh, that'll go down. It'll go. It'll go. It'll go down. All right, it's 21. one to one. It's one to one. It'll definitely go down. <laughs> Not if the Grizzlies make the playoffs. It can't go down. Oh, I man. almost said. All right, we got one and one. I almost said Brook Lopez, but then I realized I'd I've watched like three Laker games and he hasn't played that well, so it's not him. He did that last. I think he was really good from yeah, three yeah, last. I don't think he's averaging five points. Nah, game. he's good. Brook Lopez is good. He's just not <laughs> okay. playing well right now. Okay, so Blake Griffin. And the Clippers, the only undefeated team left in so? the league. So <laughs> that sounds funny to say. Do, do is there anything to take away from that? Um, Blake Griffin looks really, really good, and there were some questions about whether or not he would even be ready to play at the start of the season. Yeah, I didn't and think in- he would. <laughs> instead of him just air quotes being ready to play, he's playing better than he has ever played in his entire career. Yeah, he's having career highs of. Pretty much across the board. His career average is 21.5 points a game, and he's averaging 26. I hate to invoke a Bill Simmons theory, 
but there is some absolutely tremendous Ewing theory potential with Chris Paul. Like, those dudes might have just fucking hated Chris Paul and playing for him because he's a little Nazi. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Especially that, Blake Griffin. I never mentioned it before, but that was always one of my concerns, too. Like, with like I don't think it's enough to ruin Houston, but what if he's just still an asshole and people don't like playing with him? Yeah, I, I think that... I've always thought that it was true that he was an asshole. <laughs> but the fact that Blake Griffin is, like, suddenly rejuvenated... And he did the funniest thing in the NBA so far this season. He dunked over Rudy Gobert like it was his rookie year and then he hung on the rim for a second and made a dumb face <laughs> Blake Griffin is a national treasure yeah. and I love him he was great on Broad City Yeah, I think he that was. this clip, funny. I think that this Clippers team is actually good he also came out in a Netflix comedy special by Joe Mandy and he was super funny in that too <laughs> that's funny he's also super handsome for all you ladies and men out there who like handsome men <laughs> That, that, that he is. Let's see. Trent, what what are you taking away I'm selling all my sticker stock, uh, clipper stock. I'm selling it all. Whoa. I don't, I, don't think that, I don't think they're that good. I mean, they haven't really played They haven't played anyone. I think, uh, I think while I agree Blake is playing well, I think it's obvious that he's not as athletic as he was in the past. And I just don't know. Like, I don't think his 40% three-point shooting is going to keep up. So and I still I still think people will sag off of him, and I would rather sag off him. But I don't, I don't even think he's that. He doesn't seem like that explosive anymore. Um, yeah. What about everybody else? DeAndre Jordan's averaging eighteen. Keep, rebounds. I expect DeAndre Jordan to average eighteen rebounds. That's like what he does. I mean, I don't know. I just yeah. I don't see it. I've watched them play, and I'm like, okay, they're good, but I don't I don't think they're like this great team, or I don't. I think they finally have depth. Yeah, I mean they are they're deeper than they were last season, but I don't think they're better than they were last season. And I mean, are we sure about that? The they NBA have more depth than last year. Do they, are you saying they do? Well, isn't what's his name hurt? Uh, the uh, yeah, the yeah, future Dosich. league MVP Milos Teodosic. Yeah, yeah. Sir. so Lonzo Ball from the future. Just <laughs> <laughs> Lonzo Ball from the future. <laughs> I don't even know what that means because <laughs> he's just a really old version of Lonzo Ball. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, I mean, do I mean? Let's see. Let's run through some uh, Gallinari, averaging thirteen and five, which is super low for him. So he's having a bad start to the season. Yeah, he's shooting thirty-one percent. Mm. That's bad. <laughs> and that's twenty-four. Twenty-four percent from three. Those stats are going to go up. He's never shot that bad from either in his career. Not even close. Yeah, they'll go up. Patrick, but I think Blake's Patrick will go Beverly, down. 47% from that, three. That's not an aberration. Patrick Beverly can shoot very well. Not three. 50%. He a lot of shots. I mean, it'll trail off to 41, yeah. but he led the Rockets in three-point Yeah, no, he's a good shooter. I, I mean, Bev's been fine. I mean, Bev's been what I expected him to be. I think, like just like it was before the season when we talked about the Clippers, like, are they going to stay healthy? If not, then no. They're not going to be good. Because they have so many guys who've been injured a lot in the past. Yeah, I just, Let's I don't... See. I'm I'm still not sure they make the playoffs. I don't I don't know about the playoffs because of the Timberwolves and the Thunder's struggles. Oh. Timberwolves can only play well against the Thunder. <laughs> and the Thunder can only play well against teams that are hot ass. Yeah, but so okay, that's fair. But I, okay, I've been wanting to talk about this. So aren't the Thunder two and four now? Two they're not three. good. Two and three. Okay. Yeah, they're not good. Um, well, they're not on our dock though, so we can't talk about them. Yeah, <laughs> I want to talk about the Timberwolves. Okay, damn it! Uh, 
<laughs> okay, yeah, we'll give you your Timberwolves time. <laughs> okay. Are we done with the Clippers? I mean, I was just going to say no, they're probably no, going to no. lose soon because they play Golden State on Monday. I think that they win that game. You think they're going to beat Golden State? Yeah, Golden okay, State. Okay, so sucks, let's bro. just run through the schedule <laughs> and see when their first loss is okay. going to be. Uh, later tonight, they play the Pistons. I think they're going to lose to the Pistons. <laughs> they're going to lose to the... Okay, Will has them losing to the Pistons, and Kern has them losing to the Warriors. I mean, they probably... I think... Th- I honestly do think that they'll lose to the Pistons tonight. I don't think that... The Pistons are, like, alternatingly frisky. Let's see. <laughs> I'm going to... S- and I believe in Tobias Harris, because he's on my fantasy team. So <laughs> Jeez, yeah, he's killing it. Light it up. Harris. He's lighting up the league right now. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Okay. Anything else to say about the Clippers? So it's it's just basically just wait and see with them. Basically, yeah. I want I want to see them beat a good team. Yeah. I don't think the Pistons are good, but I think that the Pistons are like slightly better than the teams that they've beaten. Like so far, as far as I yeah, remember. Blake Griffin. Let's see, they beat. Go ahead, say this. They beat the Lakers, Suns, Jazz, and Blazers. Yeah. Oh, they beat the Blazers. I forgot that they beat the Blazers. Yeah, he had the game-winning shot. Yeah, that was that's yeah that, yeah, that was Blake's game-winning three. That's that's good for their playoff potential. Yeah, because that's one of the teams they're competing directly against for that eighth seed. Can you do that? Can you read that uh, team? Can you read the teams again? They beat the Lakers, Suns, Jazz, and yeah. Blazers. Which I don't believe in the Jazz. Blake has not been guarded they by. They won their first two games and they've lost. Three. Blake has not been guarded by one good defender yet. Like, we'll see. We'll see. Did Gobert not spend that time guarding? Uh, no, I don't think. No, Gobert's probably boxing no, out DeAndre. There's no way he was guarding Blake. They probably had Joe Ingles on. Or Favors. I guess Favors yeah. is Favors Joe okay. Ingles. <laughs> so like, you know, I'm I'm we'll see. I'm I'm not I'm not saying it, it that he's not great. I just I want to see a little bit more cuz I think people well, want tonight, Blake to be great. So whenever they he does this, like we I feel like we've been here before. Whenever he does this for like 2 weeks, people go crazy. So, I just Yeah. Tonight he'll be guarded by what uh Tobias Harris and Stanley. Yeah, Johnson. he'll kill them too. <laughs> yeah, so <it's> <laughs> and then uh, the sieve at the rim, Andre Drummond, and then, and yeah, so and then not, Draymond. It's so. not going to be a tough. We'll see how he does against Draymond T- tomorrow or the next the game after that. Draymond will yeah. be guarding him, so we'll see if he's actually yeah. decent this season. Trent, did you still want to talk about Draymond? Uh, I mean Draymond, it's it's weird. Uh, like as a Rockets fan, I think we're like supposed to hate Draymond, and I mean I definitely. Don't enjoy some of his antics, but it's, didn't he straight up karate chop James Harden on his wrist when it was hurt? Someone, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I also own his shoes. Yeah, <laughs> Will doesn't care about that because he wears his shoes. Yeah, no, <laughs> they're really nice. The man. thing, they're nice colorway. I just want to say, Draymond. Uh, I, me and John talked about it before recording. Um, he's like really, he's already like peak Draymond minus like dick kicks. So, because yeah. he's like saying awesome shit off the court and then he's being a total douche on the court and it's just like really hard for me to like i don't know it's weird it's it's like i want to root for him because he seems like a pretty smart guy but then he gets on the court and he's like a complete asshole so it's just weird it's, it's very rare that we see that combination in the league a very outspoken intelligent guy who's also a fucking asshole. Just a complete <laughs> asshole on the court yeah i also think he's like by far their most important player it's yeah. not even close anymore. Yeah. Like, well, they, people have been saying that for a few years, but now it's it's unquestioned that without him, they are just like a shell. I mean, they came back against Washington last guard night. So anybody without him. They came back against yeah. Washington, but Washington think, didn't have Brad Beal, so that's... Washington can't score without yeah. Bradley Beal in the game, dude. He scored 117 <laughs> points, but 
They have I no depth that, at two. Like, they <laughs> have no depth at two. I mean, they're playing Jody Meeks. Like, yeah, it's not going to work. Fucking Co- Kelly Oubre looking good, except for punching John Wall in the back of the head. So <laughs> I, those guys are – we should probably talk about that briefly. Last night, uh, Bradley Beal decided to grab Draymond Green's face, and then they had a hugging match, and then the teams kind of scuffled, and Kelly Oubre threw a punch, and it hit John <laughs> Wall, his teammate, in the back of the head really hard, too. It's pretty funny, too, because just by how often Draymond Green starts shit like that, it, it kind of looked like it was started by Bradley Beal, yeah. but, like, looking back at it, like, I had to watch it, like, three or four times, I'm like, surely Draymond Green did something. I did just, he like, call him some name or I, something? I just kept watching it over and over again, trying to figure out what Draymond did, because I'm yeah. so used to him starting all this shit. It's like the Zapruder film, but there's no evidence of Draymond having done anything. Um, Bradley Beal's like an ornery little bastard, though. Like for sure, he's feisty. But all, he's like he's a feisty. He's a feisty dude. He's a feisty guard. Yeah. In general, um, the Wizards are good. I just want to throw that out. There. Yeah, really Otto Porter movies, is the truth. Buying, I have all the Otto Porter stock. I've been on the Otto Porter bandwagon. Oh man, I'm so glad Otto Porter is good. He's really good at basketball. Yeah, that's like a very good case study in not giving up on your young guys. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. he looks so terrible. To he's start just a career. really good fit with. Wall and Beal especially. I mean, he, that team still has no depth, and they still have the worst late game coach in the league. Hmm. That's probably going to make the playoffs. But yeah, but Otto Porter is. Like I don't know. The Let's ultimate. talk about the Spurs. Oh no, Trent wants to talk about the Wolves first. Let's oh, yeah. the All Wolves. right, <laughs> Wolves, Wolves. I just want to say, uh, this team has a lot of experimenting to do with the lineup and what they're going to do on offense and defense, and I don't think they're there yet, but. The fact that they already know who their top five guys is, is is interesting to me. And also, they're like they're kind of scary. Like I've watched them. I mean, obviously they're playing the Thunder, but um, who also have problems. But like watching them on crunch time, I'm like, this is they're kind of terrifying. Like Carl Towns can shoot threes, and he's he's a beast on the offensive uh, on the offensive glass. And then they're only terrifying offensively, though. They're terrible defensively. They're worse team in the yeah, league. Yeah, but I I I just I think. Uh, yeah, but come on. Whoever scores the most wins. Let's be real. Come on now. Yeah, but I mean, I if you have a defensive I mean, hollering coach and you've got these, like, you bring in Taj Gibson and Jimmy Butler and you're supposed to spruce up the defense and how, somehow you're even worse and Carl Anthony Towns is even worse at defense than he was last year. Like, I don't Yeah, but I think that that'll I, – I don't think that that's necessarily, like, he's going to be that bad all season. I don't – we don't know yet, but we'll see. I don't know. I'm selling my Minnesota Timberwolves hmm. stock. I'm also, hard. The only team that they even play well against is the Thunder. Also, uh, and I think yeah. the Thunder. Watching is trash. them, I just, I just want to say and admit, I forgot how good Jimmy Butler is. He's really good at basketball, guys. He's so good. That's a good. He's point. really good, Jimmy man. Butler's I was watching good. him last yeah. night, and I think with Westbrook, Paul George, uh, and Melo, and Carl Towns, Butler was like by far the best player on the court. Like at the end of that game, like he was. Unstoppable. LOL that you didn't even mention Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> I, like, I like Wiggins. I think he has a lot of potential. I don't think he's there yet. I, I, but Wiggins is like, uh, he's like Jamal Crawford on steroids right now. He's like, you don't know what you're going to get, but if you get a good Wiggins game, like he can go off for like 35. That is like yeah, the most backhanded compliment. Hey, Crawford is hey, Crawford is, is a good player, who's also on the team, by the way. So it's interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot he was on the team. Yeah. I mean, I basically agree with Will. I think the Wolves are a very good regular season team, but I think they're just going to be easy to plan for in the playoffs. They're the type of team that can steal a game or two in the playoffs, but they still can't shoot, and none of the young guys still understand defense. 
I think that they'll finish eighth and they'll get smoked. Well, yeah, the they'll guys. probably play the Warriors then. <laughs> if they play the Warriors, I don't even think they'll get that one. No, game. they won't. They'll get swept. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm upset that I was so high on them again, and like I've been fooled again into thinking that Tom Thibodeau is a good coach, and I just want to like have a mea culpa here and say that Tom Thibodeau not a good coach. Okay, uh, I'm gonna backtrack. Oh no, trivia. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm going to do a really awful segue. I'll say, speaking of three-pointers, which Minnesota cannot shoot. <laughs> okay. The Rockets are very, very good at three-point shooting. They took 57. Whoa, that is night. arguable. I don't know if they're good at it as so much they just do it so much that eventually they go in. Like, percentage-wise, I don't think they're that good. But Okay, so you guys get one stab at this. Oh, man. Oh, no. The Rockets shot the lowest amount of two-pointers in history for a team that made at least three or at least 23 pointers in the same game how many two-pointers did they make this was last night yeah one uh, stab at it eight 12 16 damn okay that's a tie Wait, so i don't win still... i was closer is that how it works no nope no <laughs> nope it's still so it's one 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 now don't worry, there's still two more opportunities for you guys. All right. Um, do we want to like briefly like have a, a funeral march for the Thunder season? It's not over. <laughs> I think they're fine. Yeah, that's five games in. Yeah, that's that's a quick overreaction. I'm not ready for that yet. I, <laughs> do we want to have a funeral march for Patrick Patterson's tenure on the Thunder? Because <laughs> I, mean, I think he, that's over after five games. I mean, he just hasn't been healthy. They're still working him back into the rotation. I think he's yeah. super overrated, okay. for the record. I agree, because he used to play for the Rockets. A decent stretch four. But people, when he when they got him, they acted like it was, oh, man, this is going to put them over the top. They can compete with the Warriors now. I'm like, why? <laughs> I, I mean, I think he was a good depth piece sure. to add. I don't think uh, it would be smart to count on him for a lot, but that was better than what they were good. I don't. I don't know of any other good stretch fours that were out there at the time that they signed them. I, mean, I just. I want to talk briefly, like seriously. I don't think that their season's over. No. But, um, a lot of the. What is, the Thunder's win condition in a game? What has to happen for them to win a game? Because Westbrook night, has to go off. George Westbrook and Anthony all played well. They all shot the ball well. They all scored a lot of points. They all filled up the stat sheet, and they still lost that game. What is the win condition for that team? Because if it's not those three guys playing well, then what do they have to do to win? I mean, they, I mean, those are just three guys. They still need other players to play their role too. And like, they what let, is let, the, what are the other guys' roles? I guess is what I'm asking. Like, who needs to step up for them to be a decent basketball team? I mean, just fill, just fill in, just they need to just just fill their spots. I mean, just a a, a three pointer, a corner three from Robertson, huh. a, a three or two, a, a three or two from Alex Abrines, like. Some cl- cleaning up around the paint by Steven Adams. Just So they still need absolutely dreadful basketball players to do something. Well, Roberson's dreadful. not dreadful, Grant but he is. can't Grant, play on offense. Like, he can't play in crunch time. And Roberson is, like, among the worst. He can't play in crunch time. <clears throat> they're still, like, a, they're still a bench player away from being in serious contention. Yeah. But I, I think... <clears throat> I just think that they have... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no you go. I think that they have... Among the teams that are looked at as like possible contending teams, which I think the list is really short right now, they have the hardest win condition because we can't even really put our finger on it. They need some random shit to go right to win a game. The Rockets need to make 18 three-pointers 
and they win the game almost automatically. And they're gonna shoot. They're gonna shoot sixty of them. I mean, I still think that this is just like an early overreaction. I mean, they're still gelling. They still have a lot of pieces. That... I get that, but I just worry because their big three guys aren't playing particularly poorly. Like, I think, I think Paul George has had one bad game. Westbrook has had one bad game, which they actually still won. Uh huh. Oh no, they didn't win the Westbrook bad game. They won the Paul George bad. Yeah, game. the Indiana game. They had like six points and they won a game. Yeah. I mean, the gelling goes for the rest of the <sighs> roster, too. Like, those guys, I mean, those guys are either new to the team or have to do, deal with the fact that Paul George and Carmelo Anthony are on the team, too. They need to make adjustments, too, and that's going to take some time. They need something else, though, right? They need a to shooting be, guard. Like, <clears throat> to be, like, confidently in the circle of discussion for contention, they need one more player. Yeah. I just don't know what kind of player it would be because it can't be a guy who needs the ball or a guy who needs to shoot a lot. It has to be a guy who's okay... They need J.J. Redick, <laughs> a guy who's okay taking the wide-open threes. Uh, yeah, I can see that happening, but I don't really see how they can maneuver that. Yeah. Also, Melo has been really bad on defense. Just want to throw that out there. Like, him playing four has been – I think that's tough. On yeah, defense. that's – so we just talked about how Minnesota is a good um, – a good regular season team. Do you think there's any credence to the idea that the Thunder are going to be a mediocre regular season team, but when you have three really good guys, you're a better playoff team? I mean, maybe. Because I, I, they, they have a reliable way to score every single night. I mean, I think it's a stretch to say that they're a mediocre regular season team. Yeah, I mean, it has Right now, I think that yeah. it's... I mean, it's too early. Right now, I think that they're pretty mediocre because yeah. they're two and three. I don't know. I just it's five games. <laughs> I, I mean, I understand that, but they've lost twice to a team that we both are selling low. Yeah, on. and that create and then their offense is just like Billy Donovan, just not very creative. Like, it just seems like it's like Westbrook pick and roll, pass out to Melo if he's open three, and if he's not, he dribbles. And same thing for Paul George. I mean, the only thing that they've done that's sort of Warriors esque is like doing screen and rolls with Paul George and Westbrook, and like having them cut and stuff like that, which is fine, but. I don't know. At the end of the games, it's still Westbrook dribbling a lot, and then you know passing it, I guess. And if he if he's not you know if he doesn't shoot it, but I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Melo so, was already saying to Westbrook, you know, play your game, don't defer to us, and we'll fit in or whatever. And I don't know. We'll see. They're two and three right now. What are we saying about them if they're six and nine? Fire Billy Donovan. We're saying kidding. the same thing. Because it's the same. It's it's still forty percent win percentage. Are we still are we still saying that? I think they'll be six and nine. I I would say that. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, didn't yeah. the Heat when the Heat did their big three? Didn't they start off like eleven and eight or something like that? It wasn't very good. Yeah, they were they were like at five hundred yeah. through like through like twenty five games. So. What if through thirty games the Thunder are twelve and eighteen? I mean, twelve and eighteen is pretty bad. I mean, I mean, yeah, that would be a problem. Yeah. But I don't. <clears throat> I don't think that'll think happen. That, I think it's. I think it's a stretch to say that they're going to... Because they'll still beat bad teams. <laughs> I see that. I see they'll that. still beat bad, bad okay. teams. Okay, another trade scenario. Trade scenario. Alex Sabrinas, <laughs> Kyle Singler, and their rookie Terrence Ferguson, plus a draft pick for Eric Bledsoe. No. Uh, no. Son, that's that's no like the Suns get nothing out of it. <laughs> that's a very hard no from yeah. the Suns. Is it, though? That's a hella pass. That's a good way to tank, and you get a draft. Also, I'm not pick. sure Bledsoe helps yeah. them that much. Like he's an okay shooter. I don't think that yeah. they want Bledsoe either, because he's another guy who needs the ball. Yeah, he doesn't need the ball, but I I don't think that I think that that's like you're drafting a fantasy roster at that point if you've got those four guys on the court at the same time. Yeah. 
I mean, it's, it's essentially upgrading from Abrinas to Bledsoe. For crunch time, yeah. Does Bledsoe start over Roberson, or does he come off the bench? I would have him come off the bench. So you'd have two bad defenders. Bledsoe's an average to slightly above average defender, and then one good defender, and then Steven Adams on the court in crunch time? Say the players. I don't know who you're talking about. Okay. So Russell Westbrook is a bad defender. Uh-huh. Bledsoe is an above-average defender. Uh-huh. Carmelo's a terrible defender. Uh-huh. And Paul George is a good to great defender. And Steven uh-huh. Adams is good. And then Steven Adams is meh. He's good. Steven Adams is a good defender. He's a banger, for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, what it's not like that? it's not like Steven Adams is out there guarding Kevin Durant on the wing. No, he's a rim protector, though. <laughs> he's not that. I yeah, mean, he's a no. rim-protecting center, for sure. So if the other team doesn't have a rim-running center in the game... I don't see what your beef is with that lineup. My beef is that that lineup can't defend anyone. Mm. You just mentioned they have like three good defenders. No, I said they have an above average one. And then they have Paul Eric George. Eric Bledsoe's a good defender. Paul George is extremely good. <laughs> Steven Adams is good. Steven Adams is good if the other team is playing a center. He's not good if the other team is not playing a center. Well, then they just go small ball and put in Robertson. Oh. Okay. Um, I don't like that lineup. I mean, they can't have everything. I don't know what you're getting at. <laughs> I mean, the the weak link in their team is obviously Carmelo. Oh, shots fired. I mean, Mello. maybe, but they have to make it work, so what are you saying? Well, I mean, I, the the overwhelming point is that the Suns say absolutely not to that deal. The, the Thunder don't have anything that the Suns want. No, they don't. Are you sure they don't want <laughs> Alex and Grievous? Yeah, Alex, yes. <laughs> yes, we're all sure. Stop putting Kyle Singler into your fake drink. <laughs> the man has been through enough. So the whole discussion is moot because the Thunder have no assets to make that happen. Okay. Yeah. I just think that there are like 10 teams with better deals for the Suns than Alex Abrinas. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, if there aren't, then like I want to talk to the GM of every other team in the league and ask them why the fuck they don't want Eric Bledsoe. I mean, we've seen a few awful trades happen ever since the summer, so it wouldn't be the craziest thing. Okay, if we compare Alex Sabrinas to Victor Oladipo and even Ennis Cantor and Demontis Sabonis, that's a hilarious comparison. Like, I was thinking about the Wolves trade for Jimmy Butler. Who did they... Oh, who did... Well, Chris they gave up Zach, Zach Levine and Chris Dunn after one year. Both of those guys are still better than Alex Sabrinas. Man, no love for Alex Sabrinas. Definitely Zach Alex Sabrinas, Levine, you're not a friend of the podcast. <laughs> you're not a friend of the podcast. He's a friend of mine. <laughs> He'll be on the pod next Saturday. <laughs> Talking about his new home in Phoenix. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Okay. Okay. Um, so... Okay. This, John... is, this, is the mo- <laughs> this is the moment where Trent and Will ask me if it's time to jump shit because the Spurs lost to the oh, Magic man. yesterday. John, did they lose to the Magic or did they get obliterated by the Magic? What do you know? What happened? Like I, did, I legitimately we They're were looking at the by score. wins and losses, so they lost to the Magic. <laughs> at one point, our loyal listeners at home, the Spurs were down by forty-five points. The Orlando wow. Magic. Were they? Yeah. I just, I just included it. Score. I don't remember, but the high point was 45. I just think it's funny that John and his friend did a Spurs only podcast and then they got absolutely trounced the next like the next day. 
So I just wanted to make a joke. Okay, let's be real though. Right off the bat, I don't want to get into a bunch of hyperbole. Do we think that this matters no, at all? No, it, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. So when John and I saw what was happening, we were out at dinner having some delicious Thai food. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Spurs were down by 30 points to the Magic, and I was like, holy shit, what is going on? And then we checked, and the Spurs were shooting 23%, and the Magic were shooting 60%. And that's pretty much what will happen to get you down 30 points in an NBA game. And there's also <laughs> some crazy shit going on in Orlando. Yeah. yeah. Magic. Okay. They, okay, so to, to put it in context, the Spurs lost to the best team in the conference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a matchup of the best team in the West versus the best team in the East. Absolutely. Eastern Conference supremacy. You heard it here first. <laughs> and this is small sample size theater, but Aaron Gordon is good. Apparently, guess shooting how threes. many? Guess guess the percent. This is not. This He's is shooting. A, oh, I already saw that. I, I know the answer. What is he shooting? Eighty-six percent from three, right? No, it's not eighty-six. <laughs> it was eighty-six before last night's game. <laughs> it was it was seventy-two percent, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> this guy is shoot is this guy is just running the break and pulling. He, he wasn't even a good shooter at the draft, and now he's running up and pulling up threes in the fast break. He's like Luke and Bob Mute all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. I think this is a classic case of the uh, the Spurs, like, a little bit of their magic and the aura around the Spurs running out. I think people were probably underestimating the Spurs for the first few games because they don't have Kawhi, so you probably think that you're just going to go over there and knock them over. And I think that while the Spurs... It's not a very Spursian thing to do to underestimate the Orlando Magic, but I think it's easy to underestimate the Orlando Magic. And then the Magic came out and shot the lights out. And by that point, like, the game is over. Like, this game was over in the second quarter. Like, they were down 30 in the second quarter. The game was yeah. already over. Yeah, they, yeah, they waved <laughs> the... I mean, that's just another thing that Pop does is just wave the flag early. He ba- Pop basically plays at, like, 21, where if, you, yeah. if, you're, if you're down by a certain amount, then he just waves the flag. Yeah, and, and DeJounte Murray and Rudy Gay both played terribly in the first half of this game. And if those two guys, especially without Kawhi in the game, are playing terribly, then the Spurs have no chance to win. Yeah, they both. Let's see, Rudy Gay had his first bad game, just two points. Uh, let me see who else. Yeah, it was Lamarcus Aldridge leading the way with twenty four and eleven. Pau Gasol had twelve and eleven, and Patty Mills had twelve. And after that, it gets really ugly. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you could just chalk it up to a bad game for the Spurs. Um, <laughs> it says "fuck you, Trent" under the Spurs bullet points in our Google Doc. <laughs> Because Trent put in some questions. Will they ever recover from the magic debacle? <laughs> I think the conversation should really be... About the magic. About, right? yeah, <laughs> how the magic are going to be fighting against Cleveland in the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> okay, so I want... I have not watched a ton of Orlando Magic's I've watched none. so far. Absolutely let's just, zero. Let's get that out of the way. I They're usually really clunky with Alfred Payton and Aaron Gordon, so I just haven't given them the time yet. But... This is the second year with a real coach. They have Frank Vogel as their coach. If Aaron Gordon is actually even like 85% as good as he appears to be through the first five games, then he's much, much better than he used to be. He's He has changed the offense in, a, in ways that fit the roster so much better. I was telling Will that I was trying to con Eric into trading me Aaron Gordon because I thought that he was going to be good this year, and he's been really, really good this year, averaging 23 points a game. But as far as the whole team is concerned, guess how much is the lowest amount they've scored this year? 108. Trent? Um, hmm. This isn't a trivia question, is it? No. No. The lowest amount they've scored, 108, is yours, Will's. 
Um, it's probably like yeah. I don't know, like one oh four maybe. I'll go lower. One fourteen. Wow. Fuck, dude. <laughs> Who's scoring all these points? <laughs> Aaron Gordon, man. <laughs> Let's see. I'm I'm looking up the box score from last night. If he's averaging 23, that means that they're still scoring 90 something points. Let's see. 91 points without him. Let's see. Last night, Fournier, Aaron Gordon had 16 last night. Fournier had 25. Vucevic had 15. Jonathan Simmons had his revenge game with 17. Mm. Let's see. Mario Hazonia, reviving his career, had nine points. Right. Oh, damn. <laughs> Mario. And just everyone else had like six, seven, nine points. So they're getting a full team effort. Frank Vogel loves to play a big rotation. Yeah, Famously lost Indiana playoff series. Oh, almost lost Indiana playoff series by playing scrubs for like ten straight minutes. <laughs> two, is that two years ago or three years ago? That I can't yeah, recall. They were playing the Heat in the first round um, when it was just Dwayne Wade. And he left a bench unit out there who got fucking obliterated, and the, the series ended up going seven games because of it. Well, I mean, at least he's learned from... Well, no, he hasn't learned from it. <laughs> he's, he's playing doing, everyone on his roster, it sounds like. He's doing something differently because the Magic are playing a lot better, and now they're the best team in the East. Um, I think <laughs> at the if next Saturday the Magic have still only lost one game, we will go deep on the Orlando Magic. But right now it's been five games, like you said about the Thunder. I don't yeah. want to overreact to five games. Okay. Speaking of overreacting to five fucking games, let's talk about the MVP watch. So excited. Before that, let's do another trivia oh, question. Let's get our now. last trivia question in before I get all riled up and sound like everyone's grandfather. <laughs> okay. MVP question. Giannis is averaging 35 points and shooting 33% from three. Who are the only other three MVP winners to average at least 30 points and less than or equal to 33% uh, percent from three in the three-point era? Russ- the other three MVP award winners. Russell Westbrook. Uh, Russell Westbrook. Nope, he shot 34. Damn you, Westbrook. Allen Iverson. Uh, yeah, Will got one. That's Allen Iverson. In the three-point uh, era. What's the three-point era? Yeah. From, from, from 79. All right. It's Allen Iverson, Michael Jordan. He, he's got um, it. Yeah, Will, yeah, Will's got it already. <laughs> and uh, Kobe. Kobe. Hakeem Olajuwon? No. 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 He probably didn't take any. <laughs> he, he, I, I looked it up. His MVP year, he averaged 27. Who else is one? Oh, because you're talking about 30 points. Derrick Rose. Yeah. I don't think he no, averaged 30 Derrick points. Rose. Oh, wow, he averaged. No. Oh, is it? Oh, oh, yeah, I forgot about the 30-point thing. Is it Kobe? No. No, I already guessed Kobe. Oh, I didn't hear you. Uh... Carl Malone never won it. Yeah, he won MVP. He did, but it's not him. Okay. Um, Charles Barkley. This is gonna be somebody from no. the '80s then. I'm disappointed. Is it guys. Larry Bird? You guys, you guys should know this. Not Larry Bird. Is it Magic? No. We should know this. We should know this. You is said? it Tim Duncan? Yes. Is it in? Is it in the last no. 15 years? No. No. So it's in the '90s. Kevin Durant. Yes. No. It said it's no. in the 90s or 80s, dude. Kevin Durant averaged lower than 33% on threes. Kill yourself. Bad, he might have bad, yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. You're like one of my students right now. Take a second and think, man. Take a drink of <laughs> water. Never that. Never think. Um, I should know um, this. 80s and 90s. 80s and 90s. 30 points per game. Uh, I mean, Michael Jordan won right, MVPs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to count it down again. 15 seconds now. <laughs> I mean, Will won already, so we're just trying to figure it out. Yeah. We yeah, should know this. Yeah, and I already, 
No. I already four, said Larry Bird. Three, two. Nope. It was Moses Malone. Oh man, that's a that's a hard one. I say that because he won it as a Rocket. Yeah, I know. He won it in 1986. 82. Yeah. He played for the Sixers after the Rockets. 82. Did the Rockets make the finals I that year? I think they did, yeah. I don't know. I was thinking the Rockets made the 86 they, finals, but that's not right. No, they lost to Larry Bird in his first year, I think. Like, his rookie year in the finals. I think that was most Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. That, that was no, no, it wasn't. But I still won. No, that's not right. Whatever. <laughs> Speaking of MVPs... My question here for Will: Do you still think it's a travesty <laughs> if Giannis Antetokounmpo wins MVP this year? Um, yes, I do think we that. Who should win it? I mean, I don't know. It's been five games. <laughs> <laughs> Can we stop anointing the guy the MVP through five games? Considering he's lost two of them. I mean, MVP through. If, okay, who's the MVP of the first five games then? James Harden is the MVP through the first five games. He lost to the Grizzlies. That doesn't count. <laughs> Who did the uh, Bucks lose to? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, if you guys were talking about earlier, it's Blake. Right? <laughs> no, I mean, you could argue that Blake is the MVP through the first five games. If you want to uh, really overreact. You could argue that LaMarcus Aldridge is the MVP through the first five games. No, you can't. I think you can. Okay, so so tell us your beef with Giannis. Um, my beef isn't so much with him. It's My beef is with big narrative deciding five games into a season who's going to win the MVP award for an 82-game season. It's one of the many, many reasons why Donald Trump is the president right now is because people make these decisions and then they craft every little bit of information around it, driving it to this point. They, they've decided this thing, and now for the entire season, he's the favorite to win now because he's had five good games. So it's his MVP to lose when that's not the intent of the trophy. It's not to decide who is winning on day one of the season, and then that guy has to lose it the rest of the way. Why don't we just fucking take a minute and not decide who the MVP is? He's the most valuable player on a team that's one game above 500. Right Get yeah. the fuck out of here. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> that's all for now. I'll Love take it. questions. That wasn't salty at all. <laughs> it's, I mean, I like him as a player. I think that he's really cool. I think he does lots of weird and before things. Before you go forward, I have to say it's probably the most insulting thing you've said on this podcast so far is equating a Giannis win with a Trump win. Wow. <laughs> I'm talking about a populist deciding something. <laughs> Which is exactly what you said happened with Trump and what will happen with Giannis. <laughs> yes, the populist has decided that Giannis is going to win MVP. Just like the populace of assholes decided that Donald Trump represented some sort of change. Mm. I'm not suggesting that Giannis is intentionally fooling people. I think that these stats are fooling people, though. He's not going to average 35 points a game. Get the fuck out of here. It's okay, not going to so happen. So who are your top three MVP race right I now? I don't care. It's been five <laughs> games. Who are the top three you think have played the best so far? Um, played the best so far. LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, and Giannis probably. Maybe LeBron. Yeah, LeBron's been good. I mean, you could throw Harden in there if you want to make it an even five. Trent, um, I I, I agree with that five. Uh, what Ben Simmons? <laughs> Not Ben Simmons. Yeah, Ben Simmons. Um, I, I I agree with. He's played the best in my heart. <laughs> I agree with Will for most part. I mean, I I think it's silly. If if he's if he's this good, then let the, let the season show that. Like, let the body of work show that. Like, five games is in a real body of work. That's a that's three. That's two weeks. Like, yeah, I, I don't just, like it. I don't like it because did, they did this last year. Westbrook got a couple yeah, triple doubles, and then last just, year, and then, and and I don't even think Westbrook was 
I don't even I don't think he was the best player in the league. Like I just don't. I mean, the argument that I made with that, I think we talked about it on our prior podcast, was that the Westbrook thing was just Westbrook playing the same way, but with a whole lot more possessions. And with Giannis, yeah. it's actually progression in his career. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Okay, and so since because that's the argument for why he's the MVP, I think it's natural to want to temper that excitement. If this is a true progression in his career, it's certainly going to last longer than five games. And if he plays like this for the entire season, he should win. Yeah, because they'll probably win 55 games. But can we just wait longer than two weeks before we decide that this is his new permanent state of Also, playing? numbers aren't and everything. Like, they just aren't. I also, they did lose two games already. They did lose to the Cavs. Who's the other lost to? The Celtics. Can't. Did they lose to the Magic? The, the Celtics. They lost to the Celtics without Gordon yeah. Hayward. And... And... We don't want to overreact to one regular season game, sure. but that's a bad loss it, for your MVP resume. Do you not agree? I mean, if you're going to do this, like, why not do it with Boogie Cousins, right? They're, what are they, two and three? But he has crazy numbers. Yeah, like, well, he's MVP. I mean... Yeah, Boogie Cousins is averaging 13 and 13, or 30 and 13 right yeah, now. Yeah, and he's... Why is he not the MVP? Yeah, and he's shooting, like, you know, 35% from three, and he's, you know, huge. We all, we all know that Boogie Cousins, this is, like, his real level of production. This is not some, like, fake inflated numbers. He's done this before in his Dang, game. another shot at Giannis saying <laughs> his numbers are fake and inflated. Fake news, Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> Opposing teams know with Giannis to just pack the paint, and he's still putting up this many points. No, that's great. I, I think Giannis is great. I, I just want to see him, you know, is he is he, a, is he at the level of, like, is he at the Harden, Kawhi, LeBron, well, Curry Kawhi, level. We didn't talk about right. Kawhi Not because hurt. he's like... No, I'm saying, like, is he at that level in, in the sense that if he's on your team, you're going to win 50 games? Like, if they're on your team healthy, no. are you going to win 50 games? Like, we don't know yet. Let's see. No. If Giannis does that, maybe he is the MVP. But I know Harden, if he's healthy, is going to get your team 50 wins. We've seen it. You know, we've seen it. with, with Depending on the talent around him, like, it doesn't even take that much talent to get him to 50 wins. Same with uh, Yeah, same I mean, with those th- other that guys. would be the thing that... I mean, that's the thing, too. Like, I don't know if there is any one player who will automatically get you 50 LeBron. wins. Maybe LeBron. LeBron. If, he, if, if he's <laughs> trying the whole season. I think if you just replace LeBron with Brandon Ingram, that the Lakers don't win 50 games next year. <laughs> oh, you think? I think they would win Maybe. 50 games. Yeah. I we might, we might get to find out. <laughs> I think, think they win 50 games. but I don't know. I just, I'm reticent to just jump all the way into these stats when like 35 points would be the most someone scored in a season since before the three-point era right did jordan ever average 30 point 35 yeah points per game? oh yeah he I, averaged i think he I averaged like 37 or something one season also but it would be extreme also, at least in the last 20 years yeah it has happened. kobe did it what is what the fuck did kobe 35 average? yeah the year that the lakers were he trash scored, that was the year he scored 81 the track. 81 game no, the, the year when he literally just chucked the entire season? Yeah. yeah. They got okay. to the playoffs. Okay, yeah, yeah. There, was, there was two years with Jordan. One year Jordan averaged 37 and another 35. Yeah. So okay. it's happened. I, I. So it's happened for a good team and it's happened for a terrible team. Um, if it happened for the Bucks, it would happen for a mediocre We don't know team. yet. They might win 57 games. I mean, we have no idea. Like, that's why I'm oh, saying. Oh, fuck off. They're not going to win 57 games. I don't know. I mean, we don't know yet. Like, let's just see what happens. I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like They lost... To the Celtics. I, I understand that. It's early. Last 
And it, it wasn't like they got blown out and gave up after the first quarter. They lost a close game to the Celtics. They lost a close game to the yeah. Cavs. So They're what close. I'm hearing your is MVP that... can't close the gap in a late game scenario, and he's your MVP. Russell Westbrook won the MVP award for two reasons last year. One, he averaged a triple double for the entire season for the first time since fucking Oscar Robertson, and mm. two, he was incredible down the stretch in whoa, games and whoa. won them. Eight or nine. He won them eight or sure. nine games by himself. Okay, but that's games. not the only two reasons he won. I mean, the narrative was said so, before the season even started that Westbrook is a revenge. No, but that's what the narrative was about. Westbrook's up revenge. If Giannis can't yeah. win games for your team at the end of games, then his stats are just. Empty well, all out. he needs to do so is win forty-eight. Guess what, Westbrook? Let did. John say his point. So, all, so what you're saying are that the good things about Giannis should be tempered and the bad things should be speculated for his <laughs> amplify, year, amplify the saying. bad things. No, <laughs> I'm saying that Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> is a very nice player. He's a very good offensive player. He, so far in his career, has shown exactly zero times the ability to win a big game. So he, we can't just take for granted that all of a sudden he's going to start taking over games late in the fourth quarter and win you games. Because I mean, he's never done it before. I mean, given the Bucks situation, it's hard to put that on him because they've never been in games with that major of stakes because their roster kind of sucks. I understand that. Yeah. I mean, it's not Which is why I think that once again, we should go back to my point of giving it a few fucking weeks. Can we wait until the quarter mark of the season? I'll tell you right now, at the 20 game mark of this season, I can tell you with 100% certainty whether or not Yanis Antetokounmpo will win MVP. If he averages the same stats right now, and the Bucks have won sixty percent of their games at the twenty percent mark, that would make them like twelve and eight. Then I think he'll win the MVP award. Okay, you heard it from Will. <laughs> if you vote Giannis MVP, you're a Republican. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I'm just saying that deciding things prematurely makes you a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> Following only a narrative makes you a Republican. Think with your mind, not with your heart. Okay. Do you guys have anything else to talk about, or should I move on to the final question of the week? Um, I just want to rail against Giannis really quickly. <laughs> God damn. No, I'm just kidding. Will? I mean, Trent, anything to talk about? Uh, no, just, like, let's give it some time, and please let these things uh, grow organically. I'm tired of, like, this, like, it's his time. This is Giannis's year. He's going to win MVP because we want him to win MVP. And it's like, even, so that way, if he plays well then everybody freaks out but we already knew he was good like this isn't surprising to me at all like he's a great he's a great player like is anyone really surprised mm-hmm. that he's that he's doing this i'm not at all but because people were so excited and they throw the term unicorn around and they're like oh Giannis is and then you had the Kevin Durant thing where he was like he might be the best player of all time this narrative just starts growing and it's not organic like will said they're 3 and 2 like let's give it some time if they're really good if he wins 50 games and he does this, sure, give him the MVP trophy. Like, but, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I have one other hot take. <laughs> I have one other hot take on this. Okay. Um, if he wins MVP, which I, if I was a betting on it right now and you gave me like even mediocre odds, I would yeah. bet on it. Because that's just the way shit works in the NBA. It's always worked like that in the NBA. But it'll be the funniest... MVP presentation since Dirks, like in terms of <laughs> basketball merit, because I think that the, the Bucks will get dumped in the first round. They probably will. What he does is really cool, but I don't think that it'll be as easy for him in the playoffs to get all these points and to just stretch the stat sheet because he can't shoot. Hmm. I think that's going to hurt him in the playoffs. 
But we'll see. We'll see. I look forward to seeing if he can maintain this pace. <laughs> and then I look forward to him winning the MVP award after getting swept in the playoffs. <laughs> It'll be two years in a row where the winner of the MVP award gets absolutely shit-stomped in the first round of and the And I was talking about this. What a dumb award. Yeah, I was talking about this with Will. Like, like, uh, two years <coughs> ago, like wins mattered, and then ever since the Westbrook narrative, the revenge tour, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter anymore. It doesn't really matter. I mean, like, unless you're like terrible, like... If you're winning 30 games, yeah, you're not going to win MVP. But if you're like... Nah, man, Devin Booker's going to average 40 <laughs> points a game next season. The Suns are going to win 21 games, and he's going to be if MVP because he's the first person to average But seriously, the, the, the benchmark <laughs> used to be like, what, 50 wins, 52 wins, 52 and 30, like generally. But now it's like 45. Like if you win over 45 games and you have crazy numbers, you're probably winning MVP. I think that's a little unfair because... Is it unfair? You know what's unfair? James Harden finishing second twice when he should have won both times and you can make the okay, argument not. for both <laughs> ways because if you want to do the stat argument well he has great numbers and the team was good uh he then he you should have gave it to him over curry because the whole thing was curry had better teammates right and that was the argument they used against james harden last year so it's like it's it's and then they used that yeah. argument for Westbrook, yeah, the it's next, like it's, it's just i just i'm tired of people deciding early in the season who's going to be the mvp like, why? Why do you need to decide now? And there's, like, we could get an MVP voting way further on in the year whenever it's close by. But the guys who get to vote on this are just, a lot of them are great basketball reporters. Are they still going to let the broadcasters vote, or is that I gone I think they now? still do it. I don't know. I'm not sure. Anywho, let's go to the last trivia question. We're all Hold salty. On. First, I'll, I want to finish my point before Trent interrupted me like five minutes ago. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's a little unfair because... These types of seasons haven't happened in a long time. I, whether, Regardless of whether or not you think Westbrook was deserving of MVP last year, I think there's some merit to rethinking the award whenever a guy averages a triple-double for the first time since, like, the 70s. And with Giannis, who is putting up, who may put up 30 points a game over the course of a year, just completely dominating the paint no matter who's in there. You could put your best defenders in the paint and Giannis will, will find a way to put up 30 points. I think that there's no tangible way of putting it. It's not a matter of good stats plus good team, but it's, I think it's something to consider whenever there's a player with such unique of talent that you know how to game plan for him and you just can't stop him no matter like how awful his teammates are you know that you can close on him you can trap on him you could pack the paint and the guy still does what he does so the counterpoint to that i think is that does that matter if they still lose does it matter that yeah. you can't okay so that would be the argument for when dwight howard should have beat dirk for the award right it wasn't when Dirk won. It was one year when I think Kobe Was it Kobe won. who won? So that year, nobody could stop Dwight, right? The exact same scenario. Yeah, and Dwight I think Dwight should have won it that year. <clears throat> yeah, okay. And So if that's the argument for Janet, Giannis <laughs> winning, then I, I can understand that argument where the, every team just decides to let him eat because they can't stop him anyway. Then that's fine. Say he's the MVP. But I just – it feels a little bit disingenuous if the team's not as good. That Magic team – a lot of people think should have won the finals that year. Yeah. And that's where it gets messy for me, too, because I don't like penalizing a player for how shitty of a job their office did at surrounding him with talent. Yeah. I mean, that's the inherently unfair part. I think part. you boogie MVP. Yeah. 
Sorry, Boogie. I, I legit think Boogie is like top three player right now. He's unstoppable. Yeah. I mean, he's unstoppable. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, but I just his teammate is also very good. Okay. Even that game anyway, without him. You got a last trivia yeah. question for us? Yeah. Speaking of good players. <laughs> is that a better sub? That's a better segue, John. Is it though? It's very general. <laughs> okay. Uh, what I have here, I have six hints. Oh, I'm going to go one by one. Uh-huh. I'm asking, who am I? Who is this player? Oh, this God. Fun. You really prepared. Are we going to do this every week? <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay. The first hint, and it's whoever can get it right first. Yeah. The first hint, my current plus minus is the best I've ever had. Okay. What the fuck? That's so general. Do you want to? Do you either? You guys. Rudy want Gay. No. Plus <laughs> minus. Okay, Trent, do you want to take? Do you want to take a guess, Trent, or move on to number two? Is it? Is it LeBron? No. Okay. Number two, I'm averaging a double double. Okay. These are too general, John. These are. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> You guys still don't want to take nah, that? I mean, I can, I can get it. Buddy Griffin's averaging a double-double. Is it him? Uh, okay, no. Okay, three. I changed teams this summer. Chris Paul. Ooh, I changed teams this summer. No, Chris Paul Chris played Paul one game, and he didn't get a double-double. He put up oh, the one game. You dipshit. Oh, it's the same player. What's wrong with it's you? It's the same player. I thought they were yeah, different players true. for every clue. Oh, yeah. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Yeah, um, I really hope you guys don't get it until the last one because the last one's funny and we'll give it away. <laughs> I'm averaging a double. And I changed teams double. this summer. And I mm-hmm. changed. Teams Is it Paul Millsap? My no, no, I don't think he's averaging a double double. I know, but I just let's just guess. Oh, it's Dwight Howard. God damn it! Yes, it is Dwight Howard. Yeah, yeah. What are the other clues? <laughs> Sorry. Number four was I'm specifically averaging fourteen and seventeen. I would have got it right there anyway. Number five, people hate me. <laughs> I would have definitely got it there. Number six, I have several illegitimate children. <laughs> is Sean Kemp back in the league? <laughs> no, no, I definitely would have got those other ones. I'm proud of myself for getting it after. All right. uh, so the first episode of Trivia Questions goes to Will Turner. Woo! <laughs> Trent, you gotta bring it. Yeah, Trent, you fucking suck. <laughs> I did not understand that question. You're gonna be the super motherfucker of the week. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's fine. If you're not on next week's spot, I'm making you the stupid MF of the week. Great. Something to look Trent, is it better to be on the pod or listen to the pod? I mean, I like being on it because you guys are awesome and it's fun to talk basketball with you. So. Oh, man. Thanks, Trent. You're making us blush. <laughs> Okay, uh, anything else from the week you guys want to talk about before we close out? Uh, no, I have a lunch appointment <laughs> that I'm oh, going to yeah, be late right. for. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I forgot about that. It's fine. <laughs> okay. All right, then. Well, Basketball is good. Yeah. That, that's it for this episode of Barbacoa Big Red Basketball. Thanks again for listening. Send us questions. We didn't get to go through the questions. Uh, we'll have we a got. midweek pod on Wednesday where we answer all of your questions from last week. Yeah. Okay, we just did, so. we had a lot of stuff to talk about today. All right. So that's Will. We got Trent. Thanks for coming in again, Trent. And that will do it for us. See you in a few days. Check it. Ah.